Today's episode is sponsored by Zondervan. Zondervan brings you the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible with General Editor D.A. Carson. This is the only study Bible that is built on biblical theology, and it invites you to marvel at the big story and savor each detail. You can learn more at whatisbiblicaltheology.com. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer mm, Fellowship. Are you sure? Yep. I almost you, you, said you, you, elder you, candidate. You still you still pause on that. Well, yeah, I'm so used to for, you know, two years I did that. <laughs> that two was years. Two years. Three years. Two years. <laughs> Three and a half. Two, <laughs> 1.5. Yeah, definitely not 1.5. 1.5. So we're sitting out here on my back porch. Yep, yep, because we're allowed to smoke here, not anywhere else, and you yeah. know we choose to smoke here. Yep, and it's it's nice out. We're in the mm-hmm. shade. It's a beautiful day. It's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday fun day. Yeah, man, had a great day of worship. Music was so good, except uh, in second service, the mm. that projector bulb went out. Something, I think it overheated. I don't think it was the bulb itself. I think it overheated. Projector oh. overheated. What do you mean it overheated? You mean it got uh, too hot in the room? It no, wasn't no, no, that no, hot. No. Uh, one guy there that uh, does electronics, whatever, yeah. I talked about, he was looking at it, he said, well, have you guys been cleaning out, like when you guys, oh. you guys clean out the, the fan, like the yeah. filters? Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did smell something actually over there. There you go. Yeah. All right, so that explains mm. it. Okay. See, I looked into it right away because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what's going on. I'm glad. It was cool because, man, it was just, the songs were so great and everything and and you know you can hear the congregation sing mm-hmm. and then a uh, light bulb goes out halfway through and <laughs> well, at the last we're like we love you lord Jesus. <laughs> and uh, uh which was cool but what was really neat is you know uh the guy leading jeremy he said listen if you um in, in light of this if you don't know the words you can just listen and meditate and take it in mm-hmm. if you know the words sing along um, but then I went up and I did prayer of confession. We did Lord's Supper. Yeah, which was really long. And, Continue. Uh, well, not really. That, that was a long. No. That was a long one. No, it's appropriate. Long, no, 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 no. I think it was dead it, on the money. No, you know how I know it's that long? How's that? Is because I left at the beginning of it and made enough copies. We printed and stapled and made enough copies to hand out. And you were still you were you were, when I came back to the sanctuary you were yeah. still going. You're just saying this because I told you that you were too long. On no, I'm just telling you. I'm just so anyway. I had the perfect <laughs> length of time, obviously, because well, perfect it length you, for us to. Yeah. You were buying yeah. us time. So <laughs> you know. Um, oh. Um, by the way, if you don't have the patience of Gam, um, you, you might have tuned out by now. You might have tuned so, out by now. Or uh, the maturity of Sean. I mean, if you don't have the hashtag maturity of Sean, you're not even going to listen. <laughs> but if you don't have the patience of Gam, you're going to stop listening. So you need... You need a bit of both. Yeah, you need, you need a little bit of both, <laughs> but not, not, not too much. So anyways, we're here. My wife is gone. She's, She's gone. in Germany, preaching at a conference. Man, you've had... She's been gone how many days? I'm a week. No, she hasn't. She left Thursday? Friday. Thursday? Friday. Oh, Friday. And you've had already mm-hmm. a rough weekend nah. and a rough week yeah. building up to it. I mean, well, right. you you know, not only do you love older people because you take care oh, of your yeah, yeah, okay. But all uh, right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Nobody matter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No one cares that you Nobody hit someone. Cares about hit, hit an old lady with your car. Okay, first of all, some people are asking for it. Okay, oh. let's just let's just let's just be honest. Some people are asking for it. <laughs> so. I hit an old lady with my car. What do you want me to do? <laughs> now, like you hit her car? I hit her car. I didn't hurt her. Oh, of course I, I hit not. Her car. I yeah. Hit her car. Like I could hit her. I couldn't you know? tell there was any damage on your car, so it must have been a. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Mm. 
It hmm. was fine. Everything worked out. Yep. And, uh, you know, we uh, we didn't call the cops. We didn't exchange information. Yeah, what um, I really felt bad for her about was uh, you were trying to tell her, oh, no, I'm your son. You can't, we, let's not call the cops on me, Mom. I'll I'll take no, care no, of no, you. No, 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 no. I said we're both Christians and you can't sue me. Oh, is that so, what you said to her? <laughs> get back in your car, old lady, before I hit you. Oh, Something like stop that. it. I don't no, you... what I said. <laughs> no, it was, it was no damage. She was really cool. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That's oh, you're awesome. welcome, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. Loves to hear and that then stuff. Your, uh, your horrible weekend. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everything's good. It's good. I'm chilling. I'm hanging out. Mm. You know, yeah, it was good. All right, so we, we're going to talk about 1689. We're going to talk about all 16, right. What? Oh, come on. Today what we you, dropped the episode uh, with Tom Askell. We did. We, we did. dropped it. That was that was good. That was yeah. People really have been enjoying that. We are in the works with somebody else. I, yep. I don't want to. We can't really say because John MacArthur. No, stop it. We're in the works with someone else. Someone that uh, is not is uh, not down. Is 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 with the sickness. No, oh, stop that. That's a good song. Uh, yeah, somebody that d- disagrees with the statement. Disagrees yeah. with the statement, yeah. yeah. But we're but, looking for chill people like Tom. We don't need yeah. like somebody like you know popping off and going crazy. So no, no, yeah, we're chill. not interested in that. That's yeah. just not what we're going for. So hopefully, uh, be on the this lookout week. for that. Uh, yeah, be yeah, on the lookout for that at. one. All right, so we're it's Monday, so we are back in the sixteen eighty nine. Uh, we are in paragraph five discussing providence, and today we're looking primarily at five six mm. and uh, and seven. And yes, yeah, primarily five, primarily six. five, six, and then seven, and then seven. Finishing up chapter five, we're talking about providence and the reprobate. Mm, Jimmy, okay. do you want to read the the whole thing? Uh, five, five, six. Oh, five, six. Are you ready, or do you want me to do it? Why don't you do it? I okay, wasn't ready. You're not ready because I got it broken down. Okay. Um, as for those wicked and ungodly men whom God, as the righteous judge. For former sin does blind and harden. From them he not only withholds his grace, whereby they might have been enlightened in their understanding and wrought upon their hearts, but sometimes also withdraws the gifts which they had and exposes them to such objects as their corruption makes occasion of sin, and withal gives them over to their own lusts, the temptation of the world and the power of Satan, whereby it comes to pass that they harden themselves under those means which God uses for the softening of others." Mm. That's paragraph six, and you know it's a it's a it's a weighty paragraph. Oh yeah, and it's controversial. I know mm. a lot of people uh, don't like the idea of election, of reprobation, of of how God interacts with somebody who is not elect. Yeah. Uh, but what we have here is a, a very carefully worded paragraph that that helps us, I think, to understand what it means when we start talking about you know God blinding and hardening people mm-hmm. uh, and interacting with those that are not elect in um, in his providential care. So, I mean, I, you know, we can just kind of walk through this part by part probably and, yeah. and try to make a little bit of sense. Yeah, so the first part, as for those wicked and ungodly men whom God, as a righteous judge, for former sin does blind and harden. I mean, so right away, I mean, it, it's... It, it states the fact that God does blind and harden some. And I think that's the controversial part that I think people really struggle with. Oh, how how could God What if I just came up and blinded you? I mean, not like with, you know, my awesomeness like Like I do. Blinded by the light? Like if I just like threw sand in your eyes. That would not be cool. That would be bad. Throw sand in my eyes. Do sand is in your blood eyes. sport? Yeah. Well, whatever, whatever it takes. Remember that one? Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, Jean Claude. Yeah. That was his breakout movie. <laughs> JCVD. That was before he was JCVD, though. He was just Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, no, he was like always JCVD. In spirit. Yeah. So that's how people tend to think about it. Like, blinding and hardening, mm-hmm. it sounds aggressive and violent and, and unfair. And unfair. And I think that's the part, right? Yeah. How, how is this just? All right. So let, let's kind of walk through it, Jimmy. Um, 
who are the ones that God is blinding and hardening according to this? Yeah, according to this, right? It, it says the wicked and the ungodly. Okay, and why is he doing it? Like, what is what's motivating him here? Yeah, because or... of their their former sins, right? Oh. God is the righteous judge for former sin does blind and harden. So he's responding to their wickedness. Exactly. It's not like he like we've got some innocent dude kind of walking around minding his own business. Well, quote unquote innocent. I like how, yeah. Yeah, well, nobody's innocent, Exactly, right? that's what I'm saying. And so like, there's this guy walking around minding his business, and then God comes in and throws sand in his eyes, and Jean-Claude Van Damme's him, and he ain't oh even playing blood sport. Oh. He ain't even playing blood sport. <laughs> that was clever. <laughs> so I just want you to know that was a pretty I, good I'm play. Saying, on what I'm saying is, is like, that's, how, that's how some people are thinking about it, yeah. but clearly this is God responding to their willful and persistent sin. So mm-hmm. if he is only hardening the wicked and the ungodly on account of their former sins, yeah. um, you know, we have to clarify then what it actually means. Yeah, like what are you talking about? Like, what does it mean to blind and harden? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Those two words. Yeah. Well, Joe, I mean, how 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 would you define that then? I think well, you can look at. It. I mean, um, it says it right there. But I, I guess I would summarize it by saying that when God is is hardening someone's heart, He is withdrawing grace. He okay. is uh, giving them over to their own lusts. To I like their, that. To their own hatred, and really, He's letting them follow their hearts. You know, He's He's, he's like, I'm going to pull off uh, the governor. Right the, uh, on on your heart, and I'm just gonna let it go. Like I'm gonna let you do what you really want to do, and so I mean that's what, I think that's the, that's what the confession pretty much says, right? Yeah, I mean the confession says. Uh, uh, so going back to the beginning there, as for those wicked and ungodly men whom God, as a righteous judge for former sin, does blind and harden, from them He not only withholds His grace, whereby they might have been enlightened in their understanding and wrought upon their hearts but sometimes also withdraws the gifts which they had and exposes them to such objects as the corruption makes occasion of sin, and withal gives them over to their own lusts and temptations of the world and the power of Satan, whereby it comes to pass that they harden themselves. That's the part, right? And I think that's that's the thing that uh, people struggle with, is it's not necessarily that God does something, it's that God chooses not to do something. Right. Right. He does. He chooses not to give his grace. He chooses to allow them to uh, uh, go along their own ways. And just like at the end of that section there, uh, whereby it comes to pass that they harden themselves. And and this is this this is um, something that we see in Scripture. Right. Uh, in Scripture. We, we have this exhortation, do not harden your hearts. Yeah. It says it throughout. I mean, just go ahead and, and, and search harden uh, in, in the Scripture, and you'll see how, how, how many times it's used. We, we are commanded, and people are commanded to not harden their hearts, and yet at the same time, we see that God is hardening people's hearts. That's and right. so what is spoken of in a positive way in terms of what God is doing is in reality um, a, a letting go. It, it's, it's a releasing it's a not doing something like you're saying, Jimmy, um, more than it is like, well, okay, his heart is beating and it's working great, and now I'm going to stop it and mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, encase it in cement. That's not what's happening. He's letting them go, and this is not when God denies a person grace. He is not withholding something from them that they deserve. He is withholding oh, something from them that they have already refused. Mm. Like that's the point. So. It, you know, it's yeah. I can mean, you explain that a bit more, right? Like that they're with. It's not that he's withholding something that he's withholding something that they would have, that they have already refused. Can you expand on that? Well, that, I mean, in essence, the the one whose heart is hardened by God is the one who has already rejected God. Is the one who has uh, persistently not only denied God in 
in creation, but even in revelation. It's the person who revels in their sin. I mean, this is what Romans 1 is all mm. about, right? So you read Romans 1, uh, and, and you get this picture of people that are, because of their persistent sin, God gives them over to their lusts, to their ungodly passions. So they've already refused God's grace. Um, and this is, this is how gracious God is. We all refuse God's grace at different levels and in different times, right? But even though we refuse, even though we reject God's grace at some point, yeah, He still gives it to us. Like He still His common grace is everywhere. Mm. But that's what God is withholding. He withholds more common grace from people, so that their circumstances in His providence become instruments uh, that work to harden their hearts. Mm. So I mean, that's I think that's what we're talking about here. And Jimmy, if you know, when we're talking about this whole idea of of the heart and God hardening. Yeah. Let's just back up for a minute. Okay. So, God. Beep. God, beep okay. Beep. Oh, gets, I thought that's very good. You're welcome. Good. So, if um, if we see that God hardens uh, the the reprobate's heart, if we see that God hardens those who are persistent in sin, what about a heart that is softened and embraces God? So, is there? I mean, is, is God responsible mm-hmm. for that? Is God is is God responsible for? Um, giving us for softening our hearts yeah. or enlivening our hearts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is God who gives us hearts that that understand. I mean, if you take a look at Deuteronomy uh, 29, 4, mm. but to this day, the Lord has not given you a heart to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. Mm-hmm. So it's that beginning part. But to this day, the Lord has not given you. Mm-hmm. And so we see there, yeah, that it's 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 God who gives the heart of understanding. It is God that changes the spirit of God that uh, that softens the heart, that that opens the eyes of the heart, as people would say, that enlightens so that the individual uh, uh, responds. Yeah. So, I mean, when you when you look at your life mm-hmm. and and you're coming to faith in Jesus, when, the, that that moment you were born again, um, like, well, so just just like for when we look at your history, do you remember the moment you trusted in Christ, or do you just know it happened in, during a particular season? For me, I think it was uh, it happened during a particular season. So that's how Jeff, Jeff Vanderstelt rolls, right? Because he was the evangelist that was oh, discipling. That is, what, you, what are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, that's how he is soma. You know, it's all organic, natural. So it's like you know, it's a, it's this thing that happens. He was very relational. Yeah, yes, it's very cool. Very relational. But when you became aware, mm-hmm. like when you really under, when you got assurance, like wow, I do believe, and you had that conviction, um, like did. Did, were you at that point able to attribute that to God's sovereign working in your life, or did you even think about that? Um, like, what was your what was your take on this, even as a young believer? As a young believer, I I, I couldn't articulate it any in any way. I think as I could now, but uh, I think at that point it was just wow. This now I don't know why, but now it makes sense, right? Like, right at, at that point, it's like I don't understand everything. I don't grasp all the ins and outs. But what I do understand uh, is that Jesus is God, that mm-hmm. God sent his son uh, to save sinners like me. Yeah, I had I had the same experience, right? It was, I couldn't put it all together. I didn't have theological categories. Um, I went from not understanding to understanding, from not believing to believing. I, you know, I, I talk about how I went from conviction to confidence as it relates to Jesus. Um, but what I did know is it's not like I... I I sat down uh, like some kind of 
math genius mm-hmm. trying to solve some impossible problem. And, just, uh-huh. and I finally, you know, Matt Damon did and said, uh, how do you like them apples? You know, I, I figured out Wait, the math. Wait, who, who, te- who are you saying how do you like them apples to? Uh, the, anybody around, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, who, the dude, dude, dude behind the glass. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Who, who's the, the dude behind the glass the, the, for you? Uh, and who was the one that uh, now, the digits why, you got? Why are you derailing my analogy? My analogy was okay, <laughs> and now you got me all confused. The point is, like, I never for a moment thought, like, yep, I figured it out. I've, you know, mm. I'm, uh, I, I've done the research, and now I've come to this conclusion. I really did get on a principal level god opened my eyes here. yeah exactly and i think i don't know anybody you know uh traditionalist calvin i don't know anybody who hasn't had that experience where, where i think everybody says like no god opened my heart the old southern baptist would say he pricked my heart and then i began to believe mm-hmm. uh it's like he god does this thing to us where he you know he gives us a heart to understand he gives us eyes to see so I think that you know the, the the eyes to see that God gives us, the yeah. heart to believe that God gives us, is what really fits us and suits us for something like I don't know, the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good job, Joe. Good job, Joe. <laughs> so tell us about the NIV Biblical Study Study Bible, All right, our Biblical so, Theology Study Bible. So Zondervan Zondervan released this uh, NIV Big Biblical thanks, Theology. Zondervan. Zondervan's awesome. They're sponsoring us this this whole month, and um, they have put out the this Biblical Theology Study Bible. And there's a couple of things I want you to know about it. So um, you know it, this is uh, uh, led by D. A. Carson, a team mm. of 65 scholars. There's wow. over 20,000 study notes. Uh, what's really new about this are the 28 articles on biblical theology that help to connect the dots of Scripture so that you can see each of the major themes uh, that are taking shape in Scripture. Plus, you know what it's got, Jimmy? What's that? Comfort print. Oh. It's got comfort print. It's not using that janky, weird font that you see some other translations using. Oh, not, which, which I other? can't name. Zondervan wouldn't appreciate that. No, they wouldn't no, appreciate the, the Bible guys, they're all really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I say stuff, and those guys are like, don't, we don't want to name anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I won't, I won't name anybody, but... Um, don't. You know, I won't. I'm not going to. <laughs> you know, but like, the... the uh, I just feel like you'll be able to see better. Yeah, you... you some... You, yeah, of the Bible. Yeah, I, I think in this particular <laughs> font or whatever, this comfort exactly, print. Yes. So here's what you need to do: um, go over to whatisbiblicaltheology.com. There you can read three of the 28 articles for free. We encourage you to pick it up. It's a great oh, yeah. Bible, and um, we like it. Uh, we use it, and we hope that you will check it out. Not only is Zondervan though, you know, uh, hooking hooking everybody up for this month, or you know, uh, sponsor the podcast for this month. Right. They're also sponsoring Doc and Devo 19. No. No, they're sponsoring the greatest conference of 2019. <laughs> so they had to. They're like, oh. Yeah. What are they going to sponsor? Something else? The no. Gospel Coalition? Oh, get out of here. Well, what are they going to sponsor? T4G? What? Maybe. Those no, are- no, no, no. <laughs> no. The greatest conference of 2019. That's what they're like. we got to sponsor that. Everybody else has to wait. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be really exciting. That's going to be really Dr. good. Dr. Hamilton. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, drdevotion.com slash conference. All right. So, these... Um, uh, these these things that happen uh, mm-hmm. to us, right? That uh, these, these divine works of God. Um, for some, there is a hardening. For others, there is a softening. But about the, this hardening, this is this is what you see in Scripture. If we can just kind of summarize what we're, what we've said so yep, far, go for it. First of all, men are guilty for hardening their hearts against God as an act of rebellion. Yes, right. You're guilty for that. We we, we do that, and and this is what the the person uh, mired in sin, persistent in sin, is doing: hardening their hearts against God. Well, we also see that God is just in hardening men's heart, but it's a different sort of a thing. This mm. is God giving them over to their own desires. Exactly. Now, you think of an example, like just like an easy example that people like in the Bible? 
uh, well, I, I think of uh, I think of Pharaoh and Exodus. Right. Boom. There you go. That, that one's an easy one. Yeah. Sion, uh, king of Heshbon and Deuteronomy. I think it's Deuteronomy 2. Don't remember. Um, so, yeah, we, we have examples of this. And again, go ahead and, and just do a, an exhaustive search of of hardening, harden, hardens uh, in Scripture and just trace it out. Uh, take note of what God is doing mm-hmm. and what man is doing in all of those situations. Now, what we're talking about here, Jimmy, are essentially, if we're talking about God's providence yeah, yeah. and how it is used by God in the hardening of hearts, um, we're talking about circumstances here. Yeah. And the circumstances that, that, that God brings about in providence oftentimes overlap. So, for example... What do you mean by sorry? What do you mean by overlap? Yeah, well, that, that's why I said, for example, yeah, I was going to tell you. I, I would like before you. Yeah, you go know, ahead. You say, can you give us an example right, of so this? I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, permission so, granted. Yes. Um, hurricane just just happened, right? Okay, hurricane. Right. Hurricane. Which one was it? Uh, Florence. Is it Florence? Okay, okay. Hurricane Flow. So uh, Flow rolls up in. I really don't know if that's the name. I just yeah, just those so Florence. You know. You're right. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. good. So uh, Florence rolled up uh, in the Carolinas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's hitting both reprobates and the elect. It's hitting everybody. Yeah. It's the same circumstance, but it's hitting everybody. And God, in his sovereign, wise, good, uh, and and exhaustive power and design, uses the same circumstance in different ways, producing different results. Mm. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. I mean, the province of God, you know, which he uses to harden some, are the same circumstances used to soften others. Namely... This is the part, like, his own people. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you kind of see that right here at the end of uh, paragraph right. six, mm-hmm. right? Under those means which God uses for the softening of others. So it's the hardening, people hardening their own hearts above, mm-hmm. and then those same means which God uses for the softening of others, which we're saying his elect. So, I mean, you, when you think about the difficulties of life, and, you know, the older that I get, the, the clearer it oh, becomes. so old. That I'm very old. Very old. Um, I'm like, uh, like, you know what? I think I might make it to be Methuselah's age. I might. I you might. might. I might you might, you might not, get there. Not that far away. You can aspire. Um, so the one thing that I, you know, I'm very convinced of, the older I get, the more I see this in Scripture and I experience it, is that everyone is afflicted, everyone is suffering, everyone experiences pain. And the pain that God brings into our life is always useful. Um, it's always useful to God. He's always using it for his ends. And for the believer, like it, it there's always the the possibility that my affliction can be positively um, effective in me to produce greater faith and dependency on God. Uh, like, but I, and I say possibly because uh, there is a degree to which, you know, it, how, I, how I respond to it is going to determine whether or not, you know, it's, it, it's, it's truly beneficial for yeah. me experientially. Mm. So, um, you know, I could get bitter and sour and angry yeah. because of something that happens that maybe I think is unjust. Uh, and maybe it is truly unjust, right? There are bad men that do bad things to people that don't have it coming to them. That's right. All right. So um, I can get bitter and angry, but if I can see that God is using this for my good, if I can see that he has a plan, even the details of my life that are painful, I can then begin to respond to it in a way that will yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness, 
mm. right? Because the, my, my circumstances could be uh, a sign of God's discipline, right? It could be a sign of, of, of God who is uh, bringing attention to my sins uh, through some divine chastisement. Um, and maybe it's not that, though. Maybe it's just that he's, he's going to use this affliction uh, in a more positive sense, in a formative sense, not a yeah. reformative sense, but a formative sense, uh, to make me stronger by making me more dependent on him. So, you know, I, I think that the circumstances in our life that are most challenging are oftentimes the, the best opportunities for us to really connect with God. So, Jimmy, when you're thinking about your life and you think about, like, the really hard times or the difficult situations, I know you just went through a super stressful season at work mm-hmm. where, like, you were working crazy hours and, uh, you know, there was just a lot of tension going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it was that, but when you when you look at your life, what what is a period of time or a situation that you can think of circumstantially where you can say there was God's providence making things difficult for me in the short term, but he did it in order to produce something greater in me in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, even the season that you're talking about, Joe, is uh, I think for me, it, it I came away a bit more patient, uh, a bit more patient with others, uh, patient with the circumstances, because oftentimes, especially, you know, what Joe's referring to is stuff that in the business world, you kind of want those quick results. Um, you don't want something prolonged. And so for me, it was learning patience and trust. That's the part. Trusting in the Lord that uh, his timing is good. And whether or not I receive, you know, in this case, it was a contract. Whether or not I receive this contract, uh, ultimately, my dependence is upon God mm-hmm. to provide for me and my family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, this is where we, you know, we get to that that point where we say, all right, so this doctrine of God's providence, you know, we keep coming back to this and we, we look at, you know, how does this relate to, you know, confidence, conviction, and conduct, right? Yeah. Like the the way that we think about head, heart, and hand, you the know. three C's, yep. What, what does it mean? Like when, when we're saying that this, this doctrine uh, should lead to a confidence in us before the face of God and the world, you know, one of the things we're saying here is that it should give us this this boldness to look at the difficulties of life and yeah. say that God uses every circumstance in my life, not just for his purposes, but for my good. It's Romans eight. Oh yeah. Right. He causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. It's not, it's not a trite saying. It is a deep and profound truth that only faith can comprehend. Only faith can really mm. embrace. But what about conviction? Like when you think about like the affections that ought to arise in us, what should this doctrine or what does this doctrine produce in you? For me, I think the the right away uh, gratitude, mm. thankfulness that uh, even though I deserve the just condemnation of God, even though uh, like others, uh, I deserve to be given over uh, to my own hardening of my heart, yeah. to my own sinful desires. Yet God, being rich in mercy, uh, has uh, given me His Spirit that He has mm-hmm. He has given me uh, a new heart. That a heart that seeks after him, not perfectly, but seeks after him. So I should be, I should be overwhelmed with with gratitude, yeah. with thankfulness. Um, yeah. And the second part of that, though, on the flip side, is that should give me an immense amount of peace. That our sovereign God is uh, the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm is the one that has done the work in you and will see it to completion, that if he has done the work and he has chosen you, if you are his elect, then uh, regardless of your current circumstances, he is still presently with you. The Spirit of God is with you, um, and nothing can take that away. 
Yeah, if he's the author and the perfecter of our faith, we have the assurance that he's the author and the perfecter of our days, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I like that. I like that you said that piece because, um, you know, in a, in a world that seems chaotic and filled with um, danger, I mean, goodness, even just this thing that, that we've been talking about recently, right? The statement on social justice yeah, and the yeah. gospel. Um, you know, we've got you know, social, political, theological ideas that are flying around, and everybody is in a tizzy. I mean, and this is this is not just in the church. I mean, this is all across America. People yeah. are amped up. They're they're all jacked up. They're just they're they're angry. They're they're frustrated. Like, where's the peace at? You know, and and I'm not saying that we should become complacent and lazy and not care, but hopefully we can look at God's providence and rest and say, I can, you know, I can have a peace in the midst of the fight and the struggle that I have to engage in. Because mm-hmm. we're going to have to engage, we're going to have to fight and struggle, but we can still have a, a peace in our hearts about it. I, I like that. What about conduct? When we think about how we're supposed to respond yeah. to this, because, you know, the, the the thing that, you know, you said gratitude, and I yeah. think, when I think about it, I think like that should produce in me a, a humble embrace of God's plan. Oh, in other words, yeah. like, and this is hard for me because I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but every once in a while, uh, when it's really serious, I tend to complain a little bit. So <laughs> every once just, in a while, I, I, a little bit, you know, maybe, I, you, maybe, okay. I, I oftentimes complain a little bit. A little uh, bit. Are you really uh, going to try to pretend? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Compared to what? Compared to what? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what, you know, compared not, to what? Yeah, you would compare. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, compared, compared to, to Yosemite Sam, you're, you're all the time. Okay, so first of all. Do not blaspheme the prophet Yosemite Sam, okay? That's not, peace be upon him, okay? That is not okay. You, you watch what you say. You watch what you say about my grandpappy, all right? That guy's temperament was uh, was justified. Mm. In, oh, was in, it? In every circumstance. <laughs> was it? But for me to go like, wow, you know what? If, <clears throat> if I'm complaining, <clears throat> oh, you okay, I'm going to I'm gonna jimmy this thing. You now, okay there, buddy? Yeah, you, you... So, um, you know, I'm if I'm tempted to complain about, my circumstances without a a legitimate eye towards God and his yeah. plan. Because there's a sense in which you can have a complaint. There are psalms of complaint. Mm-hmm. But those are always coupled with a seeking of God, his favor, his word, um, you know, his grace. So, I mean, when I complain, though, it's usually just this, this stark, standalone fleshly vomiting of frustration, right, is all mm. that it is. Um, oh, well put, but Joe. <laughs> if, if I'm not... <laughs> mm. Mm. It, 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 but if I see this doctrine the right way, then, like you said, I'm, I should have peace, and I should be able... Like, there should be a meekness in me that allows me to walk through um, my circumstances without that kind of a complaint. So that's... Mm. I think that's one of the ways I think about conduct. Yeah. So, Joe... For the last section, do you want to go ahead and read that? Sure, paragraph seven. This wraps up chapter five. Yep. And this is beautiful. As the providence of God does in general reach to all creatures, so after a more special manner it takes care of his church and disciples, I'm sorry, and disposes of all things to the good thereof. So oh. um, God's providence is universal and mm-hmm. detailed and complete. But there is a a special manner in which he takes care of his church, and he is disposing, uh, arranging, and orchestrating all things to the good of the church. And mm. that's, you know, refining fire, right? That's you. That's me. That's 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 the believer. Mm. Um, this is, I mean, that that's a great way to end the, the this 
doctrinal summary of God's providence because it puts the fine point on like, wow, I, I can actually respond to this now. Yeah. You know, we, we tend to get lost in the details. We tend to get lost in the weeds. Well, we've got, you know, the reprobate and the elect and we got like, you know, secondary causes and means and all these things. But in the end, what it's, you know, these, these Baptists, right? Our Baptist fathers are drilling this down into us. God's providence is orchestrated in such a way to take very special care of you and to give wow. you what you need for your life, the life that he's called you to live. Wow. No, that's beautiful, Joe. So, Jimmy, if people want to talk about this doctrine, if they want to um, join the conversation, what do they do? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. And in that way, you can go ahead and get uh, early access to the Ransom Bible Study Method. Yeah, get so your ransom on. Yeah, if you're not there, you can go Get ahead. ready to ransom, yo. You go to DrDevotion.com. Ransom rally. Ransom. What? Ransom what? rally? I don't know. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday <laughs> blog post on Wednesday's video content when available. Later. Later.